It's that time again. Time for your more than jibber jabber podcast. Let's go. With your hosts, JJ. What's up, man? Christine. Go, girl. JD and Shama. Hi, fellas. Spreading knowledge to help overcome the fears of our time. Yeah, these guys really know what they're talking about, so listen, y'all. It's time to start the podcast. Imagine your seatbelts, folks. You're listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. More Than Jibber Jabber Podcast. Episode 89. Can you believe it? We're going to go right into things tonight, JD. I'm going to start doing things a little different since I'm doing a little bit more editing. So we'll go over the other stuff that I usually do. I'm going to make a static recording for it and it will come up during the playback. So we'll skip all that since I take too long. Awesome. <laughs> oh, so we can just get to we it. We can just act as if as if it's over. That's it. Yeah. We're we're going now. Yeah, we're going. We're hot. Wow. <laughs> so hope everybody had a good week and from last Sunday, John did have something Right, JD. Um, but he's running a little late, so I guess we'll just we'll kick it over to Sean. Yeah. When he gets here, busy week here. It looks yeah, like well, Alan just came in. What's up, there's Alan? Alan? And there's, there's Shaman. Charman here. Charman. Charman. Yay! Cheers. <laughs> hey guys. Hey we buddy. To, we need the cheer sound effect. You mean like uh? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. You mean that one? Hey, dude, that's, that's actually in key, meant. man. That that was that was good. Oh, that well, was thank good. you very Apparently much. Apparently that song just <laughs> sounds just that bad. Ha, 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 show up, Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So hopefully we got the mic thing situated for you this week because well, it's probably going to be a little up and down, dude. I'm you got me driving, so okay, you just have to deal with it. Oh, I don't hear no lectures. I don't hear no aspirations. <laughs> no negative whines coming from the background. Thanks. You're out. I'll start singing. I'm on the road again. You, I hope you have safe travels there, buddy. How's that? Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So. You guys have to bear with me, man. I just, I'm just now getting to eat something, so I'm gonna be making noise. Yeah, man, put the ketchup on there. What he does ketchup. is he takes the, he, he goes and orders a hamburger and he throws the bread away and he puts these wraps around it instead, and, and says that's healthy. <laughs> My little commentator. He's putting, it's like a nature show. He's putting the wrap around the. the they screwed it up. If I wasn't in a hurry, I'd go in As you can see, the Charmin is putting the wrap around the food now. See how he stalks? They screwed the it up. It's supposed to be a double whopper. <laughs> Don't you know they're putting vaccines now on those hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> no, they ain't. <laughs> they, I have had some spit burgers, though, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Is it because I'm a cop? 
Oh, yeah. I knew that shit. I used to go in. Why are you going in? I'm like, because, dude, unless you want a goober in your food, just trust me. Yeah, exactly. You got a liter of cola? (laughs) All right. I don't know. What's liter of cola? One top burger. (laughs) Oh, funny stuff. I love that. You know, the night after I saw that, I had to work a night shift, man. And I was asking people, I need to see your license right now. Right now. <laughs> I did it, man. I promise you. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, dude. I just didn't fit. It just got worse and worse the longer I was in it. I just realized, you know, you just don't think the same. Yeah. But it tears you down a bit. I bet. It's a strange... Uh, We're talking about the movie Super Troopers, if anybody doesn't know. Yeah, I know. That's why I said that's funny. Have you seen God. the second one? No, I don't think so. I don't. I didn't know there was a second one. Yeah, they they were <laughs> Canadian Mountie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they were. They, so basically, the gist of the movie is that Vermont was annexing part of Canada because during the original mapping, the Vermont border actually went farther north. Yeah, I don't want to give away the whole plot, but that's the that was the gist of <laughs> how they ended up wanna, being Canadian yeah. Mounties for a day. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody hear what I'm saying Ow. right now? Yeah. Right now? I'm sorry, sir. Did, did you just say right now? I mean, man. Man, I'm trying to eat a burger like at light speed. Do something. <laughs> hey, did you, Sean, did you hear they're not making 12 inch rulers any longer? But <laughs> those guys great. Yeah, that's hilarious. The best one was about the dog bowl. Remind us of that. My one. wife asked me if I'd seen the dog bowl. She goes, "I didn't know he could." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Got the guy his coffee stolen. Yeah, he, he was, was mugged. mugged. And uh, the, the, what was the one about uh, the benefits of grapes? It's all about raising awareness. <laughs> hey, JD. Yeah. What was that stuff I came up with the other day? <laughs> uh, we had it was intent, consent, and comply. Ah! Told you it started with a C, Alan. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yep. And a wet and crystal. Thanks for the help. Consent, consent, and imply. Yeah, and I, I stuck conviction. funny. I stuck conviction in front of intent because I thought maybe that's what comes prior to intent, but that's up to well, you to talk about it. Well, it could. I mean, Alan and I had a, we had a, we went like on a, I guess a nature walk or a trail walk or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We were talking about Kemp. You know, he calls me and on the phone he's asking me the most basic questions, you know. And he's asking me what I think the judge is gonna do and I'm thinking, Man, if he hears you asking these these questions that prove you don't get it or at least aspects of it. You mean because they're gonna listen to the call? Of course. You know, I'm trying to convey to him like, dude, just if you if you're gonna go that route it's just you either go that route or you don't. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's not easy, man. And, but when you go to court, any everything has to do with intent. And I told him, hey, if you're you know if you're gonna go this route, which is really hard, you're gonna have to stand on it all the way and hold that position, and you're not gonna be able to deviate and go bouncing back and forth because if you do, they're gonna know you don't know what what the basics are of. What's your intention? Like, what are you trying to do? What's in your heart? And then do you know it enough to stand on it? It doesn't mean it has to be perfect. And then it's, does the judge care? I don't know. Yeah, I can't answer any of those things. But, you you know, just the way he was, some of the questions he asked me, 
again, I go back to Carl Wentz. Like when he, uh, when I asked him about the man thing, and he said it was just something he had to learn. Like I think some people get it easier, and some people it takes really getting knocked around. Maybe some people are more mature or whatever. But once you establish your intent, like there's no crime, there's no victim. You didn't intend to do wrong. Who did I do wrong? You're asking these questions in a non-combative kind of way. Like you're willing, you're willing to to settle the matter, whatever that matter may be, so long as it's in due process of law. So you, when you face in that man, just say, look, I wish to make you aware. I require that all of my right of due process be upheld. I require verified complaint, da-da-da-da. You just keep saying it until you're done, and you make sure you have it on paper. And it's like, is it your intent? Now that you're aware, is it your intent to deny me my right of due process? And if he says, yeah, we're just going to just don't care. Okay. Let the record show. Not that you're okay with it, but what are you going to do? You're in the courtroom. I think what throws a lot of people off, you said without, you know, without a combative tone, you know, right there, that throws a lot of people off. They, they think that it's, it's them who made them do something when they're, when they're there. Exactly. At court. Yeah. Well, I think part of that is you're scared. People bark. That's just the reality of it. Somebody who's scared in some fashion. And look, I used to, I think everybody goes through that because I think the fear coupled with what you perceive as ignorance just makes you more unstable. You don't have anything trying to put your, it's not that you don't want to put your foot down, it's just you're not really sure where to set it. I think we're all still kind of learning that, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this is just the reality of it. For the judge to deny, which is to call somebody a liar, basically, deny somebody right, they're saying they don't have that right and they're a slave, okay? Now, that's either something that you're going to consent to be, or you're not. If you don't have the right to consent to a belief just because it's different than the one you're sitting up there somewhere, like what gives them the right to make you believe a certain way or not? People coexist with different belief systems at least to relative degrees all the time. So it's like for the magistrate or the man acting as a judge or the woman acting as a judge to deny your right of due process, they're saying their belief is above yours. They start coining that phrase, the sovereign citizen. Man, I don't even understand what that is. All I know is, they're like, because they'll always tell you the man thing ain't going to work. The man is just a designation or woman. You're saying this is what I am. I'm not acting as a corporation or as a, as a your whatever you define me as. I'm defining myself. I present at court. I'm here. Like now, you know, you properly address the court with your notice of appearance. That's what you're doing. And, and I, I honestly, I just think the more words you add to it, the worse it gets. Like JD posted something, somebody else, it was like a lot of pages. And it was many, 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 many thoughts. Like they're going to step 12 and then back over to three and then over to 37, back to eight. It's like they lose one in the first sentence. Step one is you have to define who you are. You have to. You have to be in your proper person. You're either theirs or you're your own, or your property of the creator. And if that's the case, you have a whole separate list of laws and kingdoms and holidays and all kinds of stuff like that. It brings on huge connotations anyway, depending on what you believe, obviously. That means you're operating under a different trust. Like, you're not asking these people. You're not voting. You're not having them represent you. You're not granting them power of attorney. The only time that you grant somebody power over you or jurisdiction is when you do somebody else wrong and you refuse to make it right. That is when you lose jurisdiction. That's when you no longer, the man stuff isn't going to work. When you actually do somebody wrong, there's a victim. Dude, you, you're not getting out of that. It's not going to happen. But it's, you know, not, not if you're taking it in that direction. 
Yeah, if there's a voice on the on the other side. But if you try to if you try to settle it, and they just keep refusing to let you settle, and they're wanting more than what it's actually true, do and owe, that's where court's going to come in, and then that has its whole own list of proper. That's why you have to establish your intent. You're when you're operating like that, you're self-governing, so you have to make them aware of who you are, and you need to find out who you're talking to. Then you find out why. Then you decide whether or not the why something that's lawful, legal, or you feel liable, and there's there's your little circle. But look, the whole not magic word day on Romper Room, man, woman thing, I'm telling you right now, it automatically makes it harder. It's just the reality of it. And this is why. This was an area that JC and I agreed on. When people get it all mixed up and they're they're uh mixing all the jurisdictions and they're getting it all the paperwork's all screwed up and they're they're adding all this and adding all that. Excuse me, I'm almost done. <laughs> Here's what happens. They use that as precedent. That's where JC and I got that writings from when we were helping that couple up in Canada, or trying to, and the Canadian court had all, yeah, even had Carl Lentz's name in there. I remember Carl doing a show where he talked about, that's why he doesn't, I mean, I don't know if it's the real reason, but one of the reasons he didn't really help people with paperwork is because they always went in and screwed it up, and then it just allowed the court to build basically anger against them or a hostility or precedent to where they could make some kind of legal determination, you know? That's why it's so important. Not that we all have it all figured out. I'm not trying to suggest that. Why don't you just treat it like you're answering the phone is the only thing I know to say. Like when somebody calls and says, who am I speaking with? My usual response is, you called me. Don't you know? Yeah, who's this? Like, or who's this? Yeah, who I am? Says who? What you, who is this? I'm actually I'm saying I can't tell you who I am. So you tell me who you are. Like, well, we got, we're just not going to get anywhere. It's usually those social security things or whatever. I mean, it's just uh, like, you know, he's asking me what he should do. And all I can do is give him the opposing things. Like, you know, we had conversations about the, the path you were taking a year ago. And I think him and I had some different ideas about how that path should be taken. And I kind of worried that maybe he'd be facing some of the very things he's facing now. And uh, then you add the other charges they uh oh. Just added to Nashville. It's like, oh, look. You're going through, through a, a dead spot, spot or something a little bit. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, is uh, ultimately it's going to be up to him to decide what he's willing to suffer. Hold on, Sean. You're 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 going all range. Yeah. Well, hey, that's going to happen probably till I get down here. Uh, okay. Is it real bad? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Is it better now or is it bad? It's it's okay. better now. All right. Well, somebody may have to take over. Okay, well, just if I go too bad, just somebody take over. You're talking about know. him suffering. He's going to have to decide if he wants to suffer. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it, like I told you guys, I admitted, when I didn't have that, when I didn't have that uh, notary thing done, even though now it seems almost comical to worry about, but I didn't have it done, and Carl had just bailed on me, took my money and bailed on me, and uh, started telling everybody I was a fed, and that started a whole, you know, that's a lot of pressure the night before court, you see? Mm -hmm. So, actually, it was later that night he did that, to be fair. But he wasn't answering the phone, so he was starting to pull away anyway. But I've, I told Alan, like, I'll admit it to you guys. Mentally, I don't think I had been that close to out of control in my life. Like, I was about to panic because I thought, if I don't do this one thing, it's all over. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose everything. This piece of paper is going to sink me. And it, and then it was just failing myself, failing God, failing everybody else, looking like an idiot, 
you know, trying to stand up for what's right in my heart, you know, the same time protect my family, realizing I had to not care about that as much. When I went back that, that next time and I was sitting in that marshal's office, I'm not saying the fear wasn't there. It absolutely was. But I will tell you that I just laid it down. And I just made a determination that no matter what happened at that moment, no matter how it went, no matter how bad or good, all I can do is tell them what the frick I believe and what my intent was, what I was willing to or not to consent to, and then what was I going to comply with. There's belief or mine. I give all praise to God, Yahweh, because I really feel like he helped me on that. I truly believe in my heart that he did because I don't know, man. I had a certain peace about it at the time. I just was like, okay, I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to stand for what I believe in. But I will tell you that until that moment happens, you will not get it. Carl's absolutely right. There's just a moment where you, you just get it. And he was right. I chuckled. I really did chuckle. Hell, it doesn't make it easy, mind you. But when you finally get it, basically it means, what are you going to stand for? And that's hard. That's really, really hard to set. Easy to say, hard to do. I don't, I don't judge most people about that because that's a tough thing to do. But you've got to get that notice in. You've got to make your intent aware. You've got to set your jurisdiction and what what your laws you go by and what you're requiring to due process. Like everybody knows, everybody gets to face their accuser. Everybody knows that you have a right to due process law. At least here, you're supposed to. And they're still paying lip service to it. So get his intent. You know, that's the other thing. Like Tim kept saying, you know, the judge is just doing this because of this. Like well, maybe right, maybe correct, but he doesn't know that. And it's, it's pretty assumptive. I mean, they may very well be just not like to do, but, you know, you can't argue that he hasn't been difficult. I mean, I understand what he's trying to do, and I'm sure they do as well. But at the same time, they've got a, a woman over there who's asking them for help because she can't get him to, they can't work it out together. And that's what court's for, just trying to have an unlawful court work it out. But the way the court, the way they're looking at it is they just cannot get it together. That's why they, that's why they, they, look, they, uh, dismissed all of his charges except for two child support and uh maybe that was it they, they gave him a year they said they dismissed everything else because they said it didn't he didn't receive due process that means all of his paperwork worked like all that stuff that we talked to him about had an effect but at the end of the day he had, he had asked for that court because he couldn't work it out with her now I'm not saying the court did right or he did wrong or anything i'm just saying muddy it like that your intent isn't you're jumping back and forth they don't know your intent but what they do know is that you don't either you know they know yeah they know that you don't know your intent yeah yeah that makes sense that's the reality of it because it's just like when i was a cop if i pulled somebody over and i said hey i need i need to see your license registration insurance if they started patting their pockets and just looking around kind of abstractly I knew they were suspended or revoked. Nobody keeps their license in their front pocket. You don't pat it, and you don't just look around abstractly like at the ceiling like it was going to magically appear, like the hijacker's ID over at 9-11, like it was just going to, oh, wow, I forgot I put it on the ceiling. And just certain things I recognized, the way people looked and the way people acted around me, but then there's certain human things are kind of just normal. It's what you normally do when you act a certain way. 
and you don't think those guys have been acting as magistrates and judges all these years, they recognize those things? Of course they do. Why do you think they technically win all of them? And unfortunately, I think they're willing to press you like a grape to find out if you're real or not. I think that that happens. So it's a bit dangerous. You, you know, they can keep you in jail for quite a bit for contempt. Yeah, I think That's the danger so- comes in when people start blaming them for for their for their own issues. Like, hey, 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 Mr. Judge, it's your fault that I'm here and you're my servant. I mean, obviously, all that mixing of jurisdictions that that I mean. Well, it's, just, it's just like why it's just like if you're debating somebody we're all guilty of it i know but you know we tend to talk at people instead of to them and all i can say is i've had judges say some of the same things they've said to him and it didn't work out the way that that guy thought it was gonna at the same time you, you know i'm not trying to be like you you know it's nothing like the bill i'm big and ooh, let me tell you something dude your when your butt's on the line not exactly a very favorable position to be in. For whatever reason you go through that, or whatever purpose it serves, it's hard, scary, not fun. I thought of a little thing this morning about, uh, I was trying to figure out a way to marry these two things. The only way to escape death is to embrace life. That sounds silly, but if you really think about that, the lovers of fiction, of things, and all the other things that we love that only rot, decay. But if you embrace life and light and the truth, and that's hard to do a lot of times, it seems. But you've got those, you know, I say all that philosophical stuff to say this. You have to know who you are. You have to know what you believe, why you believe that, what you think that belief entitles you to, and what you're willing to do to keep or lose it. That's the reality. And magic words don't do that. They just set the stage. Like, I'm here. I'm, am I who you're looking for? You called me. And if they say, well, we're not going to do that, what else can you do? So, well, you know, I'm just, I'm here. Am I who you're looking for? And listen, I know that. I know it's right. I'll tell you how I know it. Because I have a judge recorded who said that to my wife. As I recall, Alan Miller was there. He heard him say it. He said, well, I, she goes, I'm the woman. He said, well, I can't help you. I'm looking for the person. She said, well, I'm the woman right here. What can I do for you? I can't help you looking for the person. He said it three times. Then he had found a default judgment, but it took him three years to sign it. Can you back verify it. that, Alan? Oh, here we go. I can't get the mic to work. Yes, I concur. That, that was a, a, poignant, a poignant moment in, in your... Uh, I, that's in when your... I knew I was right. I just knew I didn't know how to hop yet. But I was that's when to... I knew unequivocally yeah. that there was a difference between law and legal. There was no doubt in my mind at that moment said that. And he also said, you can have any private agreement you want outside this court. doesn't go for in here because of the way that I was trying to help her with the case. He almost charged me with a felony. <laughs> oh, you mean when he was ref- he was talking to you? At- I was trying to act as an attorney in his eyes. I see. Now, that was not my intent. I was trying to be a next friend to my wife. What I would have said now is I would have had my wife add me to the case and I wouldn't have spoken for her. I would have spoken as her, as she and I are one. And I have a direct vested interest in whatever's going on right here because she and I are one. You can't separate us. You see? That's the trust. That's the sacred trust that you get with a marriage. Like, I'm learning as I get older, this stuff has really, really, really big implications. Bigger than I even realized when I said I do or anything else. You know, we bind ourselves by words and intent. We're forgiven by our intent. Broken and contrite, correct? And we, we suffer. Well, Alan, you want to chime in while he reboots? Because he's on fire tonight. 
we were talking earlier, maybe it was yesterday, but about the liability issues. You know, a lot of people have been studying this for years. They're looking for that golden ticket or they're looking, I think this is the way out, but then they come across something else. Well, I think this is it. Well, I think this is it. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Anyway, I don't remember exactly where I was at, and I don't mean to be too long-winded, but the reality is, is he's just going to have to decide what he's going to do, and then he's going to do it or not. And it, I think it's getting much harder, because I think that fewer and fewer people who are left even understand what the Republic was, let alone what their rights are. This COVID thing, I think, proved that, and I think it's going to give them, from their perspective, all the authority in the world to move forward. I hope you're wrong. See, think about this. Like that thing you posted, J.D., He's like, I'm a man, I'm an ambassador, I'm a this, I'm a that. He had like eight titles. Yep. The judge is like, okay, so we're in like eight, nine, twenty-three point seven jurisdictions. Like, this dude obviously doesn't know who he is. So therefore, we're going to help him remember. That's where they treat you like you're, in, you're uh, a child or an invalid because you don't know how to self-govern. You don't know who you are. You don't know to whom you belong. We all belong to a belief, call whatever you want. That's a God to you. I agree with Jordan Peterson 100% on that. That's something that transcends you. So, uh, yeah, that was it. That's what I wanted to talk about today. Alan, do you want to finish your what you were uh, commenting on? I don't remember. It'll pop up in a minute. Yeah, people looking for, they were, they were finding the, yeah, they were finding this, and they were like, oh, maybe this is it. You know, Sean has been in the fire, and several guys have been under the fire and this and that, but. It's kind of just like Sean says. I mean, until you, you're standing on the cliff and you think you know how to fly until you actually make the jump, which is really, really, really the hardest thing in life. You know, I, I posted a meme the other day about the military and those guys jumping out of the plane and then you got the moron in the back that does a flip, flipping out of the plane. So <laughs> it's, it's your perspective on what's happening right now. Are you going to take it with stride or are you just going to have fun with the moment? But if you can't believe it to your heart that you know that you can get yourself out of that situation. You're not going to know till you jump. You know what astounded me about that, Alan? That they actually convinced those people to get on that plane to begin with. <laughs> not everybody is fearful of flying. I'm not fearful. I just believe in what the scripture says. Scripture says, lo, will I be with you always. I ain't getting in no airplane. Dad joke of the week, folks. Apparently. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, come on. <sighs> Anyway, go ahead, Alan. Oh, and then, and then. Or Sean. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, whoever. Any, many, miny, mo. I, I was just going to say, you know, you've got people who are feeding a machine with their earnings, their thoughts, their hopes, a lot of trust. I think it takes a lot of trust considering how these people acted as of late. Just an awful lot of trust. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like I said, I have this buddy who's always saying, the devil made me do it, the devil made me do it, you know, the devil's messing with me today and that's why I acted this way. He got the best of me and it's like people kinda of do the same thing with voting. They cast they're trying to cast the liability. Like I, I had a new customer, sweet lady, but we were talking about the voting like we were talking about things being the way they are and I'm like, Well do you ever just think well she did she stopped me and said, Well I, you know, we just vote the right people in and I said, you know, she went on for a minute. I said, Let me ask you a question. Has voting ever made a difference? Really? You know, like did it ever occur to you not to trust them at all and just remove your consent from their governance? It's just like that representative, a state rep, I just said, look, if I vote and I vote for you and you win, do you represent me? And he said, yes. I said, now, if I vote and you lose and the other guy wins, he represents me. He says, yeah. I said, well, what if I don't vote and you win? Do you still represent me? And he said, absolutely. And I said, no, you don't. If I don't vote, I'm not voting to suffer 
your representation. Therefore, I'm standing as myself. And that's the whole point of your notice of appearance. You have to let them know what capacity you're at. Well, you're standing. Capacity would be a, on the other side. But, uh, you know, once you're standing, like you're telling them, your designation is man or woman. That's the designation. My name is almost irrelevant because if you're not looking for the man or a woman, like the guy wasn't looking for man or woman. He was looking for the person. That's why he told my wife he couldn't help her. And he let her walk out of there. She wasn't party to the case, you see? She could have made the decision to become part of the case. She did make the yeah. Well, I know eventually she did, but... Yeah, yeah, eventually she did, but but it's just even hearing that, like even her having heard that, but she went up there and did it, by golly. I got to give her that. I just wish I had known better then. That was a long time ago. It was my first rodeo. Well, the first thing was my, my ticket. And I learned something valuable there, too, right in the middle of the thing. I looked right up, and I said, fine, I don't understand any of this. Who says I do wrong? Who says I owe him something? Have him come forward and tell him right now. <clears throat> the whole room got quiet. The guy acting as the little administrator up there didn't say a freaking word. Then he waited, and he realized that I didn't know what to do, and he said, are you talking about Johnson City? And I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I said a magic sentence, and then I didn't know how to think with the little saber sword thing that the, the little carried. Came in with a swing and then bunted. Yeah, I mean, it was like, huh? And he went right. Oh, man. Hold on, Sean. Your mic's breaking okay. up. Well, it's brand new. Oh, here. Yeah, what do you got, a mountain or something? Everything you have to me now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. You sound like a robot, but yes. Are you there? Are you there? Are we there yet? Still kind of anyway, does anybody else have words of wisdom they would like to contribute to all my area? <laughs> well, we knew it was going to happen, so I've already asked there in the chat if anybody has any questions, and apparently no one does. So, this you got anything you want to add? Everybody's an expert. Brilliant. Everybody knows everything. Holy crap. Yeah. All right, so we're done with the show. We don't oh, have the anymore. <laughs> oh, Sean hung up. He, uh, he, he must he have hit his signal. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to repeat what he had said. Hopefully he can edit the audio to fix it. I will. Cool. So anyway. Well, um, you want to have him finish? Yeah, I mean. If finish he, the thing you were saying. Yeah. Set him back up when he calls back in. Yeah. I forget what part he was at. We were saying everybody knows there everything. Nobody has any questions. And then he said something. No, that just before that, he was talking about being, being there. Oh, well, I was just saying they all need to, they're going to have to be there for one another. I mean, the thing is, is like, I guess you know, eventually all of us are going to have to face it on some level eventually. Yeah. I mean, it, you, I mean, eventually. And it's probably not going to be some, for some people to go pretty smooth. Uh, others, it will not. I agree with you. It's going to be a, uh, Rough kind of winter thing coming here, uh, what do they call it, a dark winter or whatever. I was, a few weeks ago, I was talking to uh, somebody I know, and they're, they're expecting, like, more work to come about this winter here because of rising heating costs. And where we're at, it gets pretty cold in the winter. Negative <laughs> uh, 20 isn't, like, far from the imagination. There, it basically... What was said to me was, is you know, he's expected more work because 
people aren't going to be able to afford to pay their their heating bills, their fuel oil bills, or whatever. And you know, you're going to have ruptured pipes and you know, a lot of water damage going on. So, you know, with that with that coming, people are going to have to make a choice because they're they're crashing their current system, right? I mean, they're they're doing whatever it takes to kill the dollar and all this other stuff. And whenever they go to implement this new digital credit system that they have ready and waiting, and if you don't believe me, go look up Hamilton Project. People are going to have to make a choice. Are they going to continue to submit? Or are they going to stand on their own two feet? One way or the other, people are going to have to take personal responsibility. Liability, we're, we're looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It ties right back to the liability. Once you comply, then you're liable yep. for using that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Whatever you're going to support. I mean, what have we been talking about for years? Like, guys, we're supposed to be supporting one another. I lost it. And, and it's like people just keep, you know, people just keep doing their thing. And it's, I mean, I get that. I mean, we're all just trying to make it. We're all just trying to do something. Yep. That's a fact. What was the other thing he was talking about where... He's saying something about DD's first time in his first rodeo. What was it, JD? That where he kind of broke up there. I, I kind of want to get him to repeat that for the. Well, what I was, if you're saying what I was saying about that time, I'm just saying that was like that speeding ticket thing and that thing we did with DD. That was the first things I dealt with, and those were relatively close together. And the whole time I was also starting the. That was way back. You could just just about to get out of the letter stage of the IRS stuff. So, I mean, the thing is, is either you have the right to a belief or they're discriminating against you and they don't care because either they don't agree with you or they just don't care or they're going to honor it. Give it a second, Sean. It's it's breaking up again. What? All right, good. You're good. Do what? Your signal went wonky there and um, didn't make out anything you were saying there. Yeah, well... Yeah, it's going to happen a little bit. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it should yeah, be coming yeah. into a better area now, though. JJ here, partner interruption. If this is the first time you're hearing our podcast and like what we're talking about, I'm inviting you to visit our website, morethanjabberjabber.xyz. There you'll be able to find all of the platforms we are on and past episodes of More Than Jabber Jabber. We also have other content such as videos and articles to aid folks in learning. We're working constantly to add more content. Check back often to see what's new. Now back to the rest of the call. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to do to get people inspired. I mean, Alan and I have kind of a loose fit affiliation with each other and then some other people. You know, look at the way other groups do. They, they get together. They get phone numbers. They get like-minded. They write materials. They get. I mean, there's just, I don't know, man. There's just tons of stuff that just seems like maybe if we figure out a way to do it better maybe it would make more of an impact you know it's just i guess that'll come with time and learning and it just you see stuff like that guy maurice was that his name marcel paperwork he did this other guy you know, Mar- yeah that guy jd posted the other dude I, you know i know other guys that and other people alan and i know mutually they're just i don't know what they're doing i don't understand it i mean maybe the way i look at it's nuts but I just, when you look at things that, like, that happened to me personally, things that they've said in front of me, paperwork I've seen, the way I've watched them act and praise things, I just had it proven to me. Like, I don't I don't argue with anybody like that anymore. I've seen what works and what doesn't. And I've seen what should work, not work. But I've never 
really seen much of the, I mean, a speeding ticket or something, I can see him just getting rid of that sometimes just to stop it, but not when it comes to serious stuff. And I'm afraid that Kemp's in the deep, deeper end of the pool this time. I think once you start spraying, you know, a lot of people take those things, jurisdictional things, they spray them all over the place, like the shotgun approach, you know, just spray it everywhere and something will stick. Yep. It's like, well, here's the problem with that. They're not going to tell you what's sticking and what ain't. It's not their job to do that. Yeah. To a degree. Well, what what do they tell you all the their time? Their job to honor. We, we you know we can't give you legal advice. We can't advise you legally. Yeah, because you're not asking them to represent you. Right. Now the judge a little bit different on some of that because he's got an obligation to uphold the law. That's why it, you know to me it's also important to remember at first that you're not really against the judge. A lot of times people attack that guy or woman. I see it all the and time. Technically yeah. speaking, they're not who you're at. You're not there because of them. They didn't seek you out. <laughs> Somebody else pulled you in. That's why you got to determine who is pulling you in. You did something. Says who? Says who? Exactly. Now, they're going to threaten you. You probably are a little danger when you do that, but I don't know what else to do. I, mean, I don't know if there's a, I don't see another way around that. Being free is dangerous. There's, there's consequences associated with it as as living on your knees yeah. as well. Well, that's the thing. You're going to look. You're going to worship something. Exactly. When it comes down to it, you know what I'm saying? Care. There's just no way around that. We've never had an original thought in our life. We just learned something from somebody else. You learned it from somebody else. You got it from some other dude or chick. So, you know, there you go. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about because I think a lot of people misunderstand. The paperwork is a very, very, very small piece of that. That's something that Carl, JC, myself, and maybe a few others, a handful of others, actually all agree on. We can say exactly what you're trying to say, exactly the way you want to say it. No ambiguity. Don't get throw in 500 words so they can take off running. I mean, you can, they just have fun with stuff like that. It's hard enough to keep your composure when you actually understand what you're doing. There's just so much danger involved in it. Again, when somebody can grab you by the arm and put irons on you and drag you into a cell against your will, that's a lot of power. A lot of power. And then make it even worse because by saying, oh, well, he resisted arrest. Well, you, you got to look at it from the other side, too. And it's important to try to understand that. And that, I'm surprised more people don't pick my brain about me being a cop before. But those guys, even though I get all of the malcontent, at the same time, a lot of those guys think they're doing the right thing. They think they're on the right side like they're trying to keep people from harming themselves and others. And honestly, there's kind of a pretentious nature that takes over because you have to remember 90% of the stuff that you deal with as a cop is nothing but negative. Everybody lies to you. Everybody's fake around you just about. Like there's this whole atmosphere. It's just, if you let it, it could really be depressing. I mean, it, it, but they don't, they think they're doing the right thing. So when, you know, people are like, oh, it's drunk, but I didn't hurt anybody. It's like, dude, just the fact that you think it's okay to do that so long as you make it home without killing somebody makes you an asshole. And you're the very reason they have the argument that they do. Am I wrong? Nope. No, not. So what do you do when somebody won't govern themselves? You have the duplicity aspect. Some of that man-woman thing speeds a life change. Like you have to govern yourself differently. Like you can't just operate any way you want. Suddenly you start thinking about the speed limit making more sense. Because guys who went to college figured out a critical speed, yaw speed, and they know that if you do 73 miles an hour in this 60-mile-an-hour curve, 
even giving you those other miles an hour over, you're going to flip your car. And I know that's accurate because I I was a traffic reconstructionist and I used the math and I'm telling you, shit's accurate within one, two miles an hour. I can tell you how fast you were going the moment your tire lost control. It's amazing what that physics, shit drove me crazy. I wanted to just hang myself during that two week math. I was doing math formulas that were as long as the entire college rule page piece of notebook paper. Insane. I skipped math class in high school. Literally, the whole all the whole time I was in high school, I didn't do anything. I hated it. Governing yourself means you don't just get to do whatever you want. And I think that's another misconception. It's also the popular American way of looking at things, and that works both ways. So they, you think you can do whatever you want, so they. Yeah. That's why it's always us, and that brings me to the last point, if I may. There's a lot of pushback on this whole liability aspect from our own consent or non-consent. Look, not saying that the decisions are easy. We've said that already this show and many others. Everybody knows when it's your turn to be in the testing cell, it's hard. But nobody can make you do something you don't want to do or that you or you don't give in or consent in some way is what I'm saying. Maybe you don't want to do it. That's a poor choice of words. But whether you capitulate or you go down fight, either way, one or the other is your consent, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you're you're gonna, we all stand liable for our own actions before the Creator. That's how you know the consent thing. That's how you know that's law because uh, the Creator says to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Like, you got to work through your own life. That's hard to do, but you're liable for it. And uh, Tears for Fears also said it. Welcome to this life. There's no turning back. You're in. And that's just a harsh pill, but there you go. That's self-governance. Even letting them govern you is a form of self, like you're turning yourself over at that moment. That's also where working together helps because it encourages each other, man. You encourage, like you see other people who think your way, and you're like, ah, oh, thank God I'm not alone. You hear a little wisdom from your friend, you know, takes it a year or two, but it sinks in, and you get it right when you're supposed to get it. All those things encourage and help and grow. <clears throat> That's one thing I think we're lacking as a people. In general, I think it's evident by the way we're getting our teeth kicked in. Nobody wants to listen. Everybody wants to, like me, they want to talk, even though I really do try to listen. Alan even made an observation about that this weekend. I do actually listen to people. It's just hard to change my mind. Anyway, thanks for letting me ramble while I was driving. Yeah, we appreciate you rambling. Speaking of Alan, you got any wisdom to input there, buddy? Got to be able to hit the mic button. There it goes. No, <laughs> not tonight. <laughs> Uh, that's wonderful. Alan just says no. Alan, the man of many words. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nah. <laughs> nah. No, I said words, not words. Who says? Anyway, on something brighter. So how close are we to nuclear war? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bright. I haven't watched the news here in a bit. I was just wondering if anything changed. Uh, hey, I would recommend everybody go watch Tucker Carlson, Kanye West interview. Oh, I haven't heard about that one. All right. Dude, look, I'm not, I mean, obviously I don't, there's some pretty big things I don't agree with Kanye West on, but I will tell you this. I'm starting to like that dude. He's got, he's saying some really cool stuff, man. I think he's starting a bit of a cult, but he's got some pretty good, unique outlets. And I like the way, like you'll have three ideas moving at once. And uh, if you don't know how to follow him, you'll think he's out of his mind. And then he'll just kind of tie it in a bow at the end. And I kind of do that a lot myself. So it really impressed me because at one point he looked at Tucker Carlson and he said, 
he just stopped. He goes, hey, man, I just tend to put two, three stories together at once to make a point. Are you tracking? And he goes, yeah, actually, I am tracking. <laughs> so it's a fascinating interview. I would recommend everybody going and giving it a listen. It's pretty interesting. I'll have to check it out, yeah. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. He changed his name to Ye. Y-E. Kind of did it. Yeah, shortened it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's definitely shorter than the Kanye. Kanye. Hmm. But, I mean, dude, just, I don't know, man. I think he's really trying to figure some stuff out. I think he's just trying to be honest. He's talking about the pressure there is in Hollywood. Yeah. And stuff. He's like, you can't imagine, can't imagine how much pressure there is. Well, there, yeah, if they have something over you, like a job or whatever. I suppose they have something over everybody since they've had, you created the internet. Everybody's done something freaky somewhere. They can blackmail them with. I'm positive. Said something in a Facebook post. Wrote something. I mean, you know, that's part of owning. That's the governance too. See, that's the liability. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but maybe you should. <laughs> this is over here tapping on a wrist. There you go. I don't know what that means. What? You got a carpal tunnel? I don't know. Probably what, what trying, trying to drag to say, that coat off of you. Probably hurt yourself. You want to keep it an hour long and letting you know you're past an hour. Yeah, I'll fix it in the editing. Uh, anyway. Uh, All right, well, look. Anybody got anything else uh, before Sean runs off of here? Any questions for Sean? Anybody got any cop questions? <laughs> Woo! What's a favorite flavor of donut? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's easy. Bavarian cream. Is that the yellow pudding stuff that's in the thing? Yes, is it? God, I love that stuff. I'll tell you, though, something that won me over. Well, actually, they have it down there. That up there at that Amish place, Alan. They got this place that makes these homemade donuts, and they're about almost probably about six inches in size. And they've got those eclairs with the pudding in them, and they've got regular donuts. Oh my gosh, dude! It's one of the best, most tasteful, tasty donuts I've ever eaten in my life. And I'm just a plumber <laughs> who used to be a cop, who used to be a plumber. Used to, used to. I used to poop my pants too, but I don't do that anymore either. <laughs> yeah, but you'll, you'll be back, back there one day. Yeah. <laughs> Life works in cycles. Yeah, right. <laughs> it does tend to do that. Yeah. Well, peeps, been real fun. Yep. It's been fun. Glad the audience had it. All right, Sean. Thanks for coming out, man. We appreciate thanks, you chatting with us while you're on your travels there, buddy. Yep. Just think of me as the hobbit on my quest. <laughs> so a couple. <laughs> So a couple of new people come in the room tonight, which was good. It's good to see Alan and everybody else, obviously. Yeah. All right. So if nobody has any anything else, we're going to kick off with some music for tonight to go along with uh, this week's ad. Does anybody else have anything before we close up the podcast portion of this and start the live or the after call? Anybody? One once. One twice. Oh. Three times a lady, and I love you. All right, well, this is uh, more than jibber jabber. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, we're just here trying to do our best to change the hearts and minds of those sick and truth. And uh, I hope you like the new way I'm going to edit all this together. See you guys next week.
join the family that believes in freedom. The Resistance United Family. Join now at t.me forward slash Resistance United Family Worldwide. You've been listening to More Than Jibber Jabber. We work extremely hard to bring you content that spreads the message of truth. If you feel the podcast has been a blessing to you in some way and you wish to contribute towards our efforts, donations are gratefully received. You can donate via PayPal to Reverend Wolf at protonmail.com. Have a great week and we'll see you next Sunday.